guys and gals, welcome to Playcast. This is going to be our monthly podcast starring yours truly. And after today, a guest. We're going to hang out, play some games, cover a range of subjects that are near and dear to me, from games to wrestling, real life events to complete and utter nonsense. So the first episode is basically me trying to find the format, try and get comfortable with uh, doing the podcast, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work. Um, we're going to be playing a game, typically. Uh, the games are going to range from good games, retro games, terrible games for added banner. Um I have an extensive collection, so there are bound to be some absolute stinkers in there. The one thing I can think of right this second is the Reservoir Dogs game for the PlayStation 2, which is a dumpster fire of a game, but I think it would be decent power to sit and force someone to play through this abomination of a game. Um, the game isn't the subject of the podcast, it's who we're speaking with, who we're trying to get to know, who we're trying to get uh, a bit more information about. Um, the game can be paused if it's causing a distraction when we're we're getting into the nitty gritty. Um, that's not the, that's not the focus. It's just an added an added extra in what we're doing. Uh, the reason I've kind of started this podcast it's it's more I I really relish in being creative um i've always liked and tried to do let's plays and man i think it's been about six years that i've tried to kind of do those off and on and i really feel that the the stars need to be aligned for just a simple session to be even remotely fruitful um, i think out of the times that i've tried doing it there's been three or four that have actually been just set up, plug everything in, sit down, play the game, edit it together, get it out there. The rest of the time, something has gone wrong, and it's it's disheartening. Um, and to anyone that does this on the regular, you know, fair place to you. Um, I know people say that, you know, Twitch is probably easier because you're just, you're just streaming what's going on, but again, that's this probably outside my realm of, realm of expertise but it is what it is I feel that if you know we're sitting chilling out playing a game don't need to worry about capturing that can sit and tell you what's going on if there's anything interesting or funny um, you guys can react to that react to our reactions all those kind of things um, and it's a doddle just sit here with a, a microphone and you know have a chat um, typically it would where we're gonna try and not swear and you know get beyond PG but for the audience that I'll have if any um, you know the odd swear word might uh, crop its way in if we're really getting into passionate subject for that So each each one of these podcasts, we are going to have kind of different people from different walks of life. It's not all going to be gaming. There will be 
people that I wrestle with on the circuit, um, people like you and G Mackey. But again, he is the Pokemon expert in my life. I can't think of anyone else that that knows Pokemon in and out to that level. There are a few people that are very very close. Um, uh, we're also going to have uh, Eddie Devine again, another person in the wrestling circuit. However, he is a pro Street Fighter player. Absolutely amazing feat to go and do something that you love to do and get paid for it. That's incredible. Um, we're also going to have a very special guest on very soon, uh, Alastair. Oh, I'm saying that right, Low. Uh, he is a games creator in Dundee who has absolutely smashed his Kickstarter for uh, a Nintendo game. Uh, which I contributed to. Um, I can't believe in 2020 I just bought a, a brand new game for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, it's called Flea. Um, we'll talk more about that when we get Alistair on, and we'll we'll plug we'll plug the Kickstarter on the Facebook page. Uh, we'll get to all the all the socials very very soon. Um, and we're gonna have another couple of people on that uh, you might be surprised would sit and play a game with me and and shoot the shit there we go I've already sworn um, we're going to have different kind of segments uh, questions, reviews of what kind of game we're playing, um, quiz segments either with the guest or with my wife Lindsay um, we've recently discovered a love of quizzing each other because our daughter is obsessed with uh, the was it called the the chase? Um, not because she's sitting there answering questions. She's only one for near enough, for God's sake. But like, she's fascinated by it. But we'll sit and you know answer the questions. So I gave her a Disney quiz the other day, uh, Lindsay, and uh, that was quite fun. So I think we might do other bits and pieces like that, or with the guests that we have. Um, like the trailer says, this is going to be a monthly podcast. There might be a month where we have two episodes, like fortnightly. Um, it just depends on how much I get recorded. Uh, this is going to be a subject later on, but I do spin a lot of plates, so um, I put the monthly thing in there to make sure it's manageable for me. Um, it, is, it is just a bit of fun for me. It's not something that I'm going to be stressing about having to put out every single week or whatever. I think a month is manageable, but again, I might be really lucky with my schedule and be able to sit down with two or three people um, to the point where I might be able to either put two out in a month or have a month where there's almost like a double episode so we'll see where we are with that. Um, typically we're going to go for 45 minutes to an hour, people are busy, might not have a lot of time to sit and listen to this drivel but uh, we'll, we'll try for that but I mean I think we're already sitting at you know, seven minutes and I haven't really gotten started yet. Um, the game that we're playing just now, I say we, I am. Uh, um, the game that we're playing just now, I say we, I am. Is uh, just I'm just sitting playing some Red Dead. Um, I've recently gotten back into it from playing it with the uh, gentleman I work with, um, and I have just been rattling through the challenges. I've really, really 
had a blast getting all these challenges done. So um, I'm just uh, kind of messing around just now. I hope you can't hear a lot of the clicking of the controller. I'm hoping I've set it up in a way that that can't be heard. But again, this is trial and error. Absolute trial and error. Um, again, right, Red Dead 2, what, what can be said about Red Dead 2? Uh, I got it when it came out and, you know, I've pumped hours and hours into this game and uh, I think it's one of Rockstar's shining achievements that they've they've built the world so, so in depth, so full of detail, full of, so I mean the story. I, I went into Red Dead really, really anti-Arthur Morgan because he wasn't John Marsden and we all knew that John Marsden would be a part of the game because uh, it is a prequel that's not a spoiler I don't think um, but you know by the end of the game my god do Rockstar make you care about the people in which you cause havoc with um, so yeah that's what we're playing if anything spectacular happens I will let you know but what I have asked people to do is hit me with some questions. Um, and that's that's what we're going to go straight into with the the people that we're going to be having on the, the show. Uh, it's going to be um, straight in there, finding out all about them, finding out, you know, what makes them tick, what, uh, what has brought them to be on the show, um, what they do in their life, what, what kind of speciality there they're going to talk about um like for example it's going to be that ewan probably pokemon uh and eddie it'll be street fighter etc um but it's only me that's only me so again if you listen to this 10 minutes in i'm sorry but people have uh shot me some questions to answer um and they are amazing questions uh, which will hopefully get me talking for a, a good little while. I hope you can't hear the click of my computer as I bring these up. Um, so the first question comes from my friend Boris. Um, and again, I I said you could ask anything about gaming, wrestling, life or or anything. And he's, he's hit me with, with all of them. Um, so his first question about wrestling is what's my biggest concern when it comes to wrestling in terms of entertainment over safety and long-term health. Um, again, anyone that knows me knows I wrestle for um, a few companies, soon to be more. Uh, I wrestle probably, uh, if I'm lucky, two or three times a month. Um, sometimes there's spaces in between that. A couple of shows here or there. Um, it's not a full-time schedule, it's not something that, you know, I can typically pay bills with. Um, after a good tour or two, um, I can come away with quite a lot that, that does go back into the into the household, which, you know, again, you get paid to do something you love. Hell, mind you, man. Um, but anyone that knows me, they, they know I've had a kind of... I wouldn't say a rocky road in terms of what I can put out wrestling wise. I often feel like I'm my worst critic sometimes uh, in terms of 
you know, watching matches back. Um, and my style is very Jekyll and Hyde. You know, you'll get one where it's very much keep the kids happy, happy clappy, cheese on toast, um, bit of, bit of kind of power moves in there. But it's it's mainly about the performance more than more than you know putting out you know a five star work rate match. Um, and again, if you've seen me uh, for SW and Dead Cell, it's very smash mouth, very very intense, lots of lots of power moves, all that kind of thing. So that that can be a bit you know more strenuous. However, um, I'd say over the past three or four months, I've really knuckled down. Um, regular gym, regular training, eating right, working on stuff I can do to kind of elevate what I can put out there. And the last two matches I had for W3L, um, I, I can honestly say, in recent memory, I probably had other good matches. I've been wrestling for so long that um, you know, matches matches kind of blur to me. I have to be really reminded about a specifics to kind of really click about what that what that person's trying to remind me of. But um, I had a match with uh, Ryan Rood, um, excellent worker. I would work the match that we did a thousand times over, um, as he said to me first, and I agreed. Uh, it was just it was a simple match, but we we worked our asses off. The crowd were the hottest crowd, and we had the best opener I think I've ever experienced uh, in that little venue in Newcastle. Um, probably about 80, 80 to hundred strong, just going crazy for every single thing we're doing, including a Yoshi spot, which I might come to later on. Um, and then I had a match with Craig Stevens uh, for W3L. Uh, defending my showdown, uh, my showdown championship uh, against him in the main event, which again I was so pumped for doing because I've worked so hard, because I've gave so much to improve what I put out there. Being given the main event for a title was something that I was absolutely chomping at the bit to do. So we went out there. We did, we did, you know, a good twenty or so minutes, um, back and forward, false finish here, false finish there. Uh, couldn't have been happier with the match as a whole. Um, wasn't too impressed with the win that I got. That that had to cut a couple of things short. So I was really hard on myself about that. But that's how much I care about wrestling just now, um, and putting on really good matches. And to bring that back to the question, um. It just depends on your style. Like right now, I don't think I could do that on the reg, like every week, because I am I am older. I am a bigger guy currently, and you know, the next couple of days after that, man, I was I was I was done. So anyone that can do that on the reg again, hats off to you. Um, but my main point about bringing up the style I'd kind of worked beforehand, the very kind of cheesy style. It's it, that's probably a style that has a bit more longevity to it because you're not taking the crazy, crazy bumps. Like you know, everyone knows uh, Johnny Lyons, Stuart Lyons, um, one of my good friends in wrestling to this day. Uh, he had to retire. He chose to retire, um, but again, all of the injuries that he'd sustained from working the way that he did, man, 
Stu never ever went out there with the intention of having an easy night or or not giving the best he could. Um, and that's not to say that you know people that go out there and 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 work a crowd more than working you know the ring have an easy night there's different levels of performer but Stu was just always always regardless of how beat up he was and regardless of how much he he would say oh, I'm not doing this I'm not doing that the second he went out there um, the adrenaline hit and he would be be doing his top rope leg drop every single match um, and that's just that's just a, a kind of bullet point of things that he would do in his matches that you know he probably shouldn't, given the injuries he did, but he, he did have. But that was just Stuart. So there's an example there um, of someone that did all that and paying the price. I, I wouldn't say he's paying the price. He made the right. I think he made the right decision to to kind of call it quits when he did. Um, but again, to kind of answer the question, uh, I really think it depends on what kind of wrestler you're doing i i absolutely value entertainment over everything else like we're performers at the end of the day we're there to put smiles on faces and but we're also there to go home at the end of the night like there's very few people on any given show that are paying their bills with what they're doing so it's not worth spending a night in the hospital uh, or spending a couple of days off your work um, if they do have a day job or a night job, as I do, uh, so kind of I kind of fall in the middle there. Uh, I, I think that over the next year, uh, I, I aim to be happy with every performance that I've had. Um, in terms of work rate, story, all that kind of thing, I want to want to leave or watch it back after the show thinking that I've I've put in the work and I've not had to I've not had to you know work around you know someone who's shouldn't be in there or someone that you know hasn't got the experience or or whatever so you you can't do as much or whatever I want to I want to be able to work with everyone to the level that we can all kind of raise each other up to so um yeah I think I've answered that question uh, so gaming this is another question from Boris um, I think I'll read this out part of the beauty of retro gaming is nostalgia with delving into retro gaming uh, have I picked up any games that I've never played previously um, that hit you with the same amazement and feels like modern day cinematic AAA games are capable of um, I want to say yes but I can't think off the top of my head if I've played any kind of retro games that have that have blown me away um, the same way that other retro games that I obviously played as a child would have. Um, I suppose that's probably part and parcel with uh, how busy I am. Um, I tend to pick up newer games and play them. Uh, like modern day cinematic AAA games it's it's an art form um, I think everyone's probably heard me at one point or another gush about The Last of Us um, which I think is the prime example of uh, a cinematic game 
blowing you away. If you've not played The Last of Us, then I am so jealous of you. Go out and play it because it is an experience. Um, it's it's just it's just at a different level of storytelling because you're you're there, you're invested. There are other games that that can be used in that kind of that kind of sense. So I would say I would say there isn't a game, a retro game that I've picked up that I haven't played before. Um, there are game retro games I haven't played, um, but there's not ones that I've kind of sat down and played right through. But I mean, I, I have I have countless options to do that. So that's something I endeavour to do. Probably on this show, uh, we'll we'll get stuff like that done. Um, so that's that one. Life. My take on the death penalty, man. That's a that is a toughie. Um, I'd say I don't know. I don't know. It's not something that I've really thought about. We don't have the death penalty here. It's not something that uh, that you think about a hell of a lot. Um, there are bad people in this world, and you know, part of me thinks the punishment should uh, the punishment the crime. No, yes, the punishment should fit the crime. So, I don't know. I think my my stance on things really changes when you become a father. Uh, again, anyone, any family member, uh, there's always a victim. Um, and, and, you know, God, if anything happened to any member of my family, I would want the person punished Um to the highest extent, um, I suppose there's other there's other points to be made about, you know, human rights, this, that, and the next thing. There's other points to be made about about budgets, about how much you know the prison service costs, all this kind of thing. But again, it's not it's not the it's not the country we live in. Um, we don't live in America where that's that's the first thing I can think of that's got a death penalty. We don't live in any of the states in America that have the death penalty. Um I don't know all the ins and outs about it, so I can't I can't really answer that question. I'm probably it depends on depends on the, the circumstances really. Um so thanks for that one. Um <laughs> oh and any how would I generate antimatter? Well, not being a scientist, I don't really know. I did see uh, a video of someone dropping a piece of butter toast and also dropping a cat, taping them together because the toast would always land butter side down, the uh, the cat would always land on its feet, so they taped them butter side up on top of the cat let it drop and then it's continual spinning sort of thing so that was like a, a never ending power source or it opened up a black hole or something that's probably how I would generate anti-mar even though that's probably the furthest of what um, that video was trying to achieve so that's uh, that's your answer for that, That those were great questions Boris, thank you very much um, Paul Riddle who owns uh, Gamers and Geeks based in Aberdeen uh, it's a retro game shop. It sells Pokemon cards, pop figures, a whole load of stuff. Please, please, again, check them out on Facebook. Gamers and Geeks, they have a lot of stuff. Uh, they do attend uh, my markets, uh, which, again, I'll, I'll get to in a minute. Um, his question is, 
which is more popular, Super Nintendo or Mega Drive, and the reason for the choices? That's a really subjective question because, again, it depends on what you grew up with. Um, and again, Press Start Gaming Scotland, again, uh, the the gaming events uh, company which I run uh, in Dundee, um, it's very uh, hits you in the, the the nostalgia. That's where that's where that's where the the draw comes in for for what I do um, for Press Start Gaming. And it's interesting seeing what people resonate with as soon as they see a setup. They they will either go to the Mega Drive with Sonic or the Super Nintendo with Super Mario World or Super Bomberman or you know whatever's on. Um, but I really feel it depends on what you had, what you grew up with, um, because again, gaming now compared to gaming then very different. Uh, well, specifically for kind of my experience growing up with gaming, um, I was very lucky that you know my mother was really into the games that and the game systems, um, because she would buy the games as well for her to play. Um, but a lot of the time, you know, you were kind of stuck with the games that either came with it or the games that you had, and you would only get a game for Christmas or birthdays or whatever. So. You know the 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 choice now compared to then is very very different. There are streaming game services. There are you know places like uh, Gamers and Geeks where you can get kind of multiple cheap games, all those kind of things. So there's there's more choice now than there was then. Um, like uh, I have a game for the Super Nintendo. Uh, Kid Crazy, uh, Kid Crazy, no, he was a he was a wrestler. Kid Clown, and I think it's called Crazy Chase. Um, silly little kind of isometric. I want to say platformer, but it's kind of like a a puzzle reaction game. Like you're running down uh, a track, and you are um, trying to beat the fuse of a bomb that you know the bad guys lit and then you can kick the bomb away before it hits the, the fuse and blows up whatever world you're in just now but there's loads of obstacles all that kind of thing um it's a really i really i wouldn't say it's an amazing game uh but again that kind of proves my point that i still have a bit of a time for it because i played it to death because sometimes that would be the only game i would have if you know other games were like lent out to friends or whatever that kind of thing so when it comes to the nostalgia of what you had, you're always going to resonate with what you grew up with, what you remember spending your time playing. I think technically, going off the couple a couple of YouTube videos I've seen, I think the the Mega Drive was probably the more powerful. And I'm using quotation marks system, or it had a better sound chip, or or whatever. But to me, like I I'm not a person even now that really cares overly that much about you know, graphics and frame rates and all that kind of thing. And I think obviously back then it would, it would there were there was still a standard for that kind of thing. But as a kid, you don't care, and as an adult, I don't care. Um, but again, like I am a complete Nintendo fanboy, no shame in it at all. Uh, but there are people who are complete Sega freaks, and I think the the success of the Sonic movie is something that. Um, 
proves that, that there are still people that really care about what Sega put out there back in the day. So um, for me, I'd say the more popular system was the Super Nintendo, but I think it's subjective, Paul. Thank you. Okay, Ian Ambrose sent me a video of Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle singing How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? Um, that's obviously a question, so I feel I need to answer it. Um, the, the mere asking of the question suggests that Bobby Fish can't fry fish. Um, as we're asking the quantity of fish he could fry if he could fry. So, my answer to that would be not very many. He doesn't have that much experience in frying fish. I hope that was helpful, Ian Ambrose, you bell end. Um, the next question's very good and probably something a lot of you might worry, might worry, might wonder about. How do I balance balance everything? And... To give it a bit of context, if you aren't that clued up on the various plates that I spin, um, I've already touched upon Press Start Gaming Scotland, a gaming events company. We have a gaming event, a gaming lounge full of retro gaming setups that you can book out twenty uh, seven days a week. Um, I was going to say twenty four seven, but that's not true. Uh, but you know, it's available to book out um, £3 for an hour, £5 for two from the Boomerang Centre. Um, contact us on Press Start Gaming Scotland for, uh, on Facebook and you can book in. I run that along with a very, very capable, helpful, amazing person, Sean, uh, who we all have on the show. Um, I run that. I also run events with Press Start Gaming Scotland, uh, we do gaming markets. We get people like Paul who asked uh, the question a couple of questions ago. Um, we have another Paul from Pixel Planet uh, who, again, such a amazing range of stock from, you know, Nintendos, Amigas. I mean, he had, he had E.T., the game that caused the crash, the game, the the video game crash of the of the eighties. He had one of those uh, at our event uh, quite recently. Um, we run those those markets uh, on the regular gaming events. We ran our charity gaming event again recently uh, to raise money for a wheelchair for a young chap called Fraser Carr. Um, we raised one hundred and fifty pounds. So anyone that came to that event and helped out, thank you very much. Um, Gaming nights, I've run gaming nights at church. Um, so, on top of the wrestling that I do, which I will get to in a minute, uh, there's a lot on my calendar. Um, that is, again, on top of the wrestling that I do. And currently, I am probably heavily involved with three promotions, um, both in the ring and behind the scenes. That is Scottish Wrestling Entertainment, uh, based in Dundee, Worldwide Wrestling League based in Kirkcaldy and uh, FCW based in Perth. Um, SWE, they run shows every month. Um, I think that calendar is about to explode 
Uh, lots of great things happening with the SWE, um, W3L. We run shows up and down the country, um, all over Scotland, um, and into the northeast of England as well. Uh, Mike tends to run, you know, his shows in you know a Friday, Saturday, Sunday show, so that keeps me quite busy. Um, and uh, Fair City Wrestling, uh, quite a new promotion on the scene. Um, we run shows every couple of months in Perth. Um, really picking up traction, really getting some good, good shows going with Fair City Wrestling. I'm working with a lot of really, really good people, um, mostly. And we are getting, getting there. Um, but again, if you think about every th- single thing I've just mentioned... That's a lot on, as well as probably more important, um, my family, wonderful wife, um, who we'll, we'll mention very very shortly, and the 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 beautiful princess of this castle, my little Ivy, who is sleeping right now, thank God. Uh, they they do come first, absolutely first and foremost. So. Trying to juggle everything is a bit of a is a bit of a challenge, um, as well as my full time job. I'm a full time carer, uh, which involves you know a lot of time away because I work twelve hour shifts, um, most of them night shifts at the moment. So yeah, a lot of my time is is really really made up. And again, I, I touched upon that when it came to making this a monthly, again, quotation marks, uh, show, just so it's manageable. So it, it's still fun for me just to to record a couple of things uh, every now and again and get them out uh, every month. Um, but, I mean, the answer to that question, how do I balance everything? The short answer is I have an amazing wife. I wouldn't be able to do half of everything that I do if it wasn't for her. Um, she supports everything that I do and she helps with everything that I do um, I don't drive at the minute so all the kind of lugging about of tellies and consoles that happens, it's because of her um, and again if I've got something on she will 9 times out of 10 be watching the little one so you know, I'm free to go and do the things I do um, and again, like Press Start Gaming Scotland, it's not for profit. It's to keep things going. So there will always be gaming events in Dundee. I think I proved that with a recent event that I I don't run for profit. I will if there's a cause to be championed, I will put my stuff out for people to enjoy and you know raise some money for for good causes. Um, uh, again, like the wrestling though, like it is, it is something that you know after a good run does pay into into my household which I, I'm quite proud of um, but again it's it's all through the the good grace of my good lady um, every time a, a date comes in it is like that scene in 300 uh, with uh, is it Leonidas looking towards his wife getting the nods and then I'll Sparta kick that day into my diary. Um I think I think that's the, the kinda 
basic answer. Um, I do have a, a good support network of people in the various places that that I do things that that really support me in in the same way. So, so yeah, it's it's just having a a, a good a good team around you that that really helps me balance everything and it's just forward planning um i was a a manager for a good couple of years before my current job so juggling things around and making sure everyone's schedules were were on on point was something that i had to do on the regular so um sitting down and working out you know what's happening this week uh is something that i'm reasonably good at so i think um when it comes to sorting out my time I can genuinely generally get that done um, so so that's that uh, again just thank you to anyone that, that supports what I do uh, thank you Katty that was a great question um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this one right where is it there we are. Right, Andrew. Andrew Conan. Conan. Cannon. I don't know. Um, fuck, marry, kill. Solid snake, liquid snake, or solidest snake. Wow. Okay. Um, oh. Oh, I don't know. I'd have to kill liquid because, like, the motherfucker just doesn't die. So, that's that. Now, would a fuck solid snake or marry solid snake? Or would a fuck solidus or marry solidus? I feel solidus got a bad rap in the game that we used to go. Metal Gear 2 is a classic. I don't care what anyone says about the story about riding or whatever. It's a classic. I will probably play that with young Eddie because he's never played Metal Gear Solid 2, I think he said. Um, or any Metal Gear game, so we'll probably sit and play that while we're shooting the shit. Uh, so, I don't know. I think Solid Snake would get it. And I'll just have to marry Solidus and deal with how he was the reject of the of the triplets, the clones... Okay, thank you, Andrew. Uh, John Young left me uh, a question. It is a question, so I'm going to answer it, John. Um, he likes the PlayStation. Do I like the PlayStation? Um, it's not a very non-specific question you're asking. Uh, which which particular brand of PlayStation are you asking I like? Um, it's, it's good that you like the PlayStation. Uh, my first PlayStation... Uh, was obviously the PlayStation 1. Um, I actually traded my N64 for that because all of my friends had PlayStation, so I just wanted to be the cool kid. But again, from that, I got experiences like Metal Gear Solid, uh, Resident Evil series, Silent Hill, Christ, the, the list goes on, Grand Theft Auto, all of that. Um, I love the PlayStation. I really do. Um, I am a Nintendo boy through and through, but... Um, there are games on the PlayStation. Uh, I think the PlayStation Two is probably up there with one of my favourite consoles. So 
Um, it is the console I have the most games for because they're quite easy to get. Um, but the, some of the games that are on the PlayStation Two, man, they're incredible. Uh, so, so to answer <laughs> that question, John, I, I like the PlayStation. Um, and the last question that we have is from my wife, and she's asking. What was the first game that made me fall in love with gaming and why? Um, uh, I want to say... No, I will say um, Donkey Kong Country for the Super Nintendo. Um, purely because it's the first game I can remember getting for a Christmas uh, that was mine. It was my game. I got it for Christmas. It came with it came with a CD... Um, which I think gave you a soundtrack as well as a kind of behind-the-scenes look, if you put it on your PC, um, on how they made it. And again, it was a game that I just played to death. Uh, the, the platforming was amazing. The graphics were amazing for the time, and they probably still stand up comparatively... Well, when it, when anyone says anything about graphics standing up, or uh, when they say anything about graphics being okay for the time, um, I don't really think that's a fair thing to say. I think, I think, graphics then you just have to take for what what they were then. Uh, so yeah, they were great, and like the the bosses. The, the the fact it was a kind of multiplayer game, I remember playing it back and forward with my friends, with my brother, my sister, um, completing the absolute hell out of it. Uh, but going back to, it was the the first game I can remember owning, and it was my game. I, I can remember keeping the box like absolutely pristine. Um, so that that just that just struck a chord. Um, I think. To kind of expand on that, um, going back to the Last of Us, like the Last of Us, really made me fall in love with with single player games. Again, um, again, I've had you know good single player experiences like Red Dead Redemption, the first one, um, you know Silent Hill, the first one, Silent Hill two, um, good single player stories, um, but again. Like just the the story of the Last of Us from start to finish, the 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 prologue, the epilogue, the way that it just sucker punches you at bits. It, it parts your playing. It's not a cutscene. It's parts your playing. Parts your your experiencing through you your your joystick through your thumbs. You can be part of what's actually being presented to you. It's it's just amazing. Just amazing, and part two will probably be a feature on this show. And that is us for our test episode. We're calling it episode one. It is our test episode of Playcast. Thank you to everyone who left amazing questions. I don't think I could rattle on for as long as I did, but I did. And um, you guys can support the page, the channel, the Spotify account uh, by following 
all of the social media. We will have we have a Facebook, we will have an Instagram, we will have a YouTube, um, and we will be on Spotify. Um, but the biggest thing I want you guys to do is just give me feedback. Um, that I already know I am rattling on a lot. Bit of dead air as well, uh, but it's uh, it's only going to get better because I I had a blast recording this and I think it's going to get even better with someone by my side playing some games so yes thank you very much for listening and we will see you in the next episode this was Playcast